welcome to another episode of the Slaying It podcast and I'm so happy that you guys are joining us for today's episode as we'll be in conversation with Dr. Lalitha who is an intuitive soul purpose and mindful marketer and a mentor for female-based owners and she believes in empowering women and she's dedicated in helping female-owned businesses grow their revenue and customer base by doing heart-centered business. And in this episode, we dive deep about entrepreneur mindset, a little bit about mindful marketing and what it is, and how it is quite important for female-owned businesses to adopt the marketing style so that it's more intuitive and it's more aligned with our values. And we also learn a bit about Dr. Lalita's journey in creating her business called the Masala Collective. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Tell us what inspired you to become an intuitive sole purpose and marketing mentor. Specifically, you know, you're focusing on empowering women. And how did Masala Collective started? Like, how did you, you know, and I mean, I personally know, but let the audience know as well. What is Masala Collective for you? Okay, so in um, when COVID started, I actually lost my teaching hours at the university. Obviously, we didn't have any international students coming in and we, you know, uh, a lot of teachers were let go or just temporarily, you know, we couldn't teach. So that's when I joined my husband at his digital marketing agency and during that time, I just felt like I had to do something on my own because I've always been an independent woman. I love working for myself. Um, and that's when I was looking at Instagram account. And, you know, I don't know if you, I think you are because you're obviously an Instagram expert. So I'm an active participant there. And I came across like all these wonderful women entrepreneurs uh, selling their products and services. But more than that, I actually saw them building a very nice community, supporting women. And I really liked that. And I wanted to do something that was meaningful as that, that was going to empower women. And I didn't know what to do because I was thinking to myself, well, can I sell a product or what kind of service can I do? And I wanted to tap into my skill set. And given that I've been teaching marketing for over 12 years and I've got industry experience, I thought that, you know, I think I'm good at marketing. I do do it really well. And maybe I can help women entrepreneurs. So that's when I became more observant. I started um, observing how women entrepreneurs were marketing their products and services on Instagram. And then I realized that I actually identified a gap. I found that a lot of them were employing what I call the aggressive marketing tactic. So I saw that a lot of them were sending out emails frequently um, and there was a lot of sales promotions going on. And for someone who teaches marketing, it just didn't sit well with me. And I was like, oh no, don't go, don't do it that way. There's actually another meaningful way you can do it. Because what happens is that when you aggressively promote your brand, you start um, encouraging the customers to be loyal to the sales and not necessarily your brand. So if your competitor is going to offer something better, don't be surprised if they actually jump because you just made them loyal to the sale, not the brand. And this is where I thought that my expertise can come in. And so I decided to actually start a mindful marketing mentoring program for women entrepreneurs and I call it Masala Collective because I'm Singaporean Indian. I love my chai and I feel like when we make that 
perfect cup of chai, you need the right spices, you need the right amount of milk, the, the tea leaves, and then they all have to brew really nicely together at the right temperature for you to really, you know, savor that beautiful cup of chai. So just like that brand works the same way, you know, you need a lot of beautiful elements to make it meaningful so that you actually attract the right customers to your brand. And end of the day, I'm a believer that you don't want your customers to be loyal to this, to your sales, but you want them to be your brand ambassadors. You want them to talk about your brand even when you're not in the room. And then I thought, well, why not start Masala Collective and teach women entrepreneurs how they can do this with their products and services. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because me being a wasala, chai wasala friend as well, I love how you connected that to, that is also like a brand, right? The different elements to build a brand. Um, Like let's dive a little bit deeper into like mindful marketing, which is a huge part of your work. Because for me personally, or I think almost every individual when they come into the marketing realm, they're first introduced to aggressive marketing and that's the first thing they see so how did you actually you know take took that step back and be like okay there i'm sure there is another kind of marketing and also like can you explain how it actually differs from the mainstream marketing practices and why is it important for especially female you know based businesses to take on more of this kind of marketing practices in order to sustain in the long run Okay, so I think mindful marketing, basically, some people think that we are against traditional form of marketing. That's that's not it. What we are trying to say is traditional marketing methods, like keep your email marketing, social media marketing, everything is there, but do it from a place of consciousness. That's what mindful marketing is all about. So from step A to step Z, make sure that it's coming from that consciousness. It's really, you're really reflecting deep within and what I always tell my clients is that start from scratch, start from your sole purpose, work from there. What is your sole purpose? And then make sure that that sole purpose is aligned with your business vision. And when there's alignment, you're obviously happy. And when you're doing what sets your soul on fire, work then becomes enjoyable. And then you really know who is it that you want to attract. And you start developing marketing strategies to attract the right people who are in line with your sole purpose. So really going very deeply and starting from scratch from number one, what is it that my soul really wants and making sure that it's aligned across all the marketing that I do for my brand. So that's essentially what mindful marketing is all about. Just being conscious about every step. In so do you think that mindful marketing might look different for different people because their core values and you know what they believe in is completely different to another marketer or another business owner? Yeah, possibly. But I find that the women entrepreneurs that I talk to mostly, I think as women, we tend to be intuitive. We are empathetic. Um, we're actually empaths. We are sensitive people. And I feel we need a different kind of approach. And I find that their belief systems, values may be different, but as soon as I talk about sole purpose, a lot of them start tearing up and a lot of them start asking themselves, oh my God, am I really doing the right thing with my business? Am I really doing the right marketing? It, it really forces them to think. So I find that that's a similarity I find with many of the women entrepreneurs that I talk with. 
no matter what their values are, when you start talking about the sole purpose and then linking it to their marketing method, it really makes them think deeply. And with my agency, we have more male clients, okay? And we have more alpha male clients. And I get to go see them and talk to them as well. And I see they love that aggressive forms of marketing. They love their, you know, I have to do Google ads every day. I have to do my social media posts every day. Um, and they like that sort of marketing. But when I see my female clients, I find that they like the gentle, caring, mindful approach because they're lost. They don't know what to do. They're experts in making their products. They're experts in their services, whether that's massage service, womb steaming services. And when it comes to marketing, they're very lost. But when I guide them in this approach, I find that they really like it because it's slow, steady, mindful. It makes sense to them. And then when they do it, they find that they attract the right clientele. Mm, that, that is amazing. It's almost like female business owners are more aligned with this kind of marketing than the traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're very intuitive, right? They're so tuned in with our feelings. So when you, sometimes I find that they do, they do engage in aggressive forms of marketing because that's what they have been told or that's what they have been taught. They haven't been taught that there's this other way of doing it in a more gentle manner and you still can attract the right target audience. So it's a matter about who do you want to attract. Do you want to attract someone who's in line with what you believe in or do you want to attract anybody, you know, and then they might just not be a brand ambassador and switch to another brand in the long run. So it's really asking yourself who is it that you really want to attract mm, that's very true like what advice would you have for like aspiring entrepreneurs uh, and be female business owners who are looking to integrate this mindful marketing into their strategy and you know how like how can they make a positive difference in their respective niches and industries um that's a good question i think i these days because when i started my Masala Collective, I started as a mindful marketing mentor and I experienced challenges myself because I was asking myself, now, how do I want to take this business forward? What um, core service is it that I want to give? And I found that people were coming to me and asking me, Lalita, can you do a website for me? Lalita, can you manage my social media handles for me? And I was like, you know what? I actually don't really enjoy doing that a lot because I'm a researcher. I love teaching. Teaching is what sets my soul on fire. And I changed. I changed my service to a mindful marketing academy where I actually teach women entrepreneurs how to craft their marketing messages, teach them how to structure their website and how to actually come up with uh, content planning for the different marketing channels. For me to get to that stage, I had to do a lot of reflection on what my soul actually wanted. So that is the suggestion I have for all female business owners. Before you even start thinking about marketing, please sit down and reflect on what is it that you really want, what is going to make your soul so happy and make sure that your business vision is aligned with that. And then you go and develop your marketing strategy because that's essentially what I did for Masala Collective. I had to take a step back. I had to ask myself, why is it that I'm not feeling happy doing these things? What is it that's going to make me happy? And and I was honest with myself. I love teaching. So I've been teaching students for so many years. Now let me teach women entrepreneurs what I know. 
and I find that it's being received very well. And suddenly I'm finding more women entrepreneurs are coming to me and they find themselves aligning well with my business values because I did that reflection on myself. So I think for any female business owners, take a moment and just go and ask yourself, be honest with yourself. What is it that you really want to do? Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like sometimes we're always overwhelmed with the outward noises. And then the main thing we need to start with is actually working inwards so that, you know, we can actually start working on the outward stuff. But the inner work is so important in anything, business-wise yeah. and, and anything else. I out if you need be. I did, like, you know, when I had that aha moment, I was like, oh my God, this is what I really want to do. Um, journal, you know, take some, like, you know, just go into a quiet space, take a journal, just write down, um, and suddenly you'll find that everything will make sense. Mm, yep, yep, that's very true. Mm, do you have, like, any success stories or examples of women entrepreneurs that you have worked with and their transformation? the experience through your mentorship you would like to share some yeah I actually like one like I just the progress that she has made has astounded me so Chantelle uh, from Onnit Womb she's a womb steaming facilitator I started working with her from September last year and when she came to me she didn't have a website she had a logo that was pretty outdated um, and she wanted marketing help. She actually basically came to me to get her website done. But what I did was, you know, hang on a sec. We need to pull you back. We need to unpack your brand values, um, and we need to work out your uh, consumer persona and all that kind of stuff. So I unpacked, I helped her. You know, I did a guided meditation with her. We worked through her brand values, unpacked the colors that really resonated with her sole purpose, and then we rebranded. We came up with a new logo, a rebranding. And then I did um, website structure for her. I, I walked her through the website structure, making sure that, you know, it resonates with her customer persona. And then she built a new website using um, another designer. It was amazing. It the, the website is like doing really well now. Like she's probably one of my big success stories. Uh, but one thing that I really like is how I helped her define her customer segment because when I asked her Chantel who is it that you're serving she told me that any women with a womb and I said it can't be anyone with a womb you know it can't just be uh, a mother it can be it can be someone who wants to conceive it can be a mom who has a teenage daughter so the more I actually worked that through with her we actually decided, we found that her real interest, the one that sits very closely with the soul, is mothers with teenage daughters because she is a mother with a teenage daughter. And she didn't have the support system she needed to understand how periods work. And so she wanted to make sure that she's a mother who can nurture and teach her daughter who, you know, who has just come off age on period education, you know, how to have peaceful periods, less painful periods. And so that's how we, you know, defined her target segment. Um, and then from there, now she is going to actually be publishing a book on peaceful periods for this particular segment. Oh, that's amazing. I love her growth. Just hearing like see visually how she grew. And also yeah. love the guidance you have given her. It's like a lot of people when we jump into marketing, we forget that we need to build that target audience, that that 
you know, the persona and you manage to narrow it down for her. And it's true, we can't target everyone because then you'll be targeting no one, as they say. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that for me, like seeing her grow and then two weeks ago, we just started her Facebook group and we already have like about, I think almost 50 members and we are so excited. We're like just, uh, just seeing her, you know, like me guiding her and teaching her and she adopting it and using it and, you know, and then people actually aligning with that. I love seeing that. Yeah. It makes yeah. my heart smile. Oh, this is so nice. I totally get what you mean. Like when actually, you know, that you're part of someone's growth and this person is seeing results with the, you know, strategies and whatever you're teaching. It's like, you can't really explain the feeling. It's just this warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. So a lot of them, like things with mindful, aside from mindful marketing, a huge part of like growing any business requires a lot of mindset work. And you talk a lot about limiting beliefs and entrepreneurial mindset in your post. So, you know, how do you think we can like help women reframe their limiting beliefs and, you know, leverage on their strength and, you know, achievement to achieve success? Because I realize all the times is working to that mindset for them in order to take action. And then, you know, there's always a resistance I see in women more than so, more than men. So how do you work with that? So let me share with you a story about mindset. So when I submitted my PhD thesis, I received my feedback and the feedback I got was that I had to completely rewrite my last chapter. And my supervisor and my husband were very scared that I would sink into depression because rewriting the chapter meant another six months of work on the dissertation. Um, resubmitting it and not knowing when you get your result. So basically almost a year of wait again. And I had two options. One was, of course, you know, be really sad about it. And the other option was see it as a constructive criticism and work hard. And I think it was one of the few occasions in my life where I actually took it well. I saw it as constructive criticism and I told myself that, you know what, I'm going to work really hard and make sure that I do this chapter well. It is what it is, but I'm going to give my best shot. And I did. Every day, I worked very hard. And at the end of the six months, I resubmitted my thesis. And I know the examiners were shocked by the high quality, how I managed to literally turn the chapter around to something that they couldn't even fault the chapter. So I really believe that it was only possible because I chose to see the feedback as constructive criticism. So I would say that mindset is very important. And for entrepreneurs, there are basically three types of mindset that I often talk about with my clients. One is the growth versus the fixed mindset. And the growth mindset is where we think that we are capable. And if we work hard enough, we will definitely attain our goals. Fixed mindset is where we think that only the talented and the lucky ones will win. If we go into that mindset, then that's a limiting belief in itself and that's not going to enable growth. So having a growth mindset is very important. Another one is abundance versus scarcity mindset. So abundance is obviously, you know, um, knowing that you have what it takes to actually create magic in whatever that you do. That's abundance mindset. Scarcity, it's like, you know, I really don't think I have the, you know, the goods and the, the goods, the tools to actually create what I want. 
Um, and that's a sasti mindset. And this is something I stress all the time to my clients. You know, you really have what it takes to shine. Um, and so don't ever think that you don't have, because I'm a firm believer of every single person on earth has a purpose. And even though people may be doing similar things, but our gifts are different. So we can actually do similar things, yet give something unique to the target audience. So that's the abundance mindset. And the third one is a creator, um, the creator mindset, which is our versus the victim mindset. So the victim is like, you know, why are things happening to me and only me? But the creator thinks, why are things are actually happening for me? Even if it's not good, but it's happening for my own good. What is the lesson that I can actually learn from here? You know, what's the lesson in there for me? So a create someone with a creator mindset will actually think from that way. It's not easy because we go up through ups and downs in life and it's so easy to, you know. But I feel the more we work on these three different types of mindset, make it a habit, then eventually you find that if something happens, automatically your mind will be like, oh, it's okay, there must be something good in this for me, you know? And that's how I take life these days. If something doesn't go my way, I just go like, there must be something good in that for me, let me take it that way. I, I would be a bit sad, but then I, I will always make sure that I put that abundance thing before me, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love how you actually eloquently talked about all the life that, you know, few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher attributes in you. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. And it's almost like, you know, it's like the training your muscle, right, of your thought. Because I feel, I think we have like 6,000 thoughts every day. And to be very conscious about what kind of thoughts you let it in your mind. But also acknowledging that you're human, you are about to feel sadness, you're about to feel that, you know, when, you know, failure comes, how do you feel? You will feel sad, but how do you come back up and still, you know, go mm. on? Mm. How, what do you do when you, um, when, you know, a lot of times when female business owners, or just business owners in general, when they start doing business, they don't often see results and nowadays in this culture where everything is like oh we need to see immediate results immediate stuff as so personally how do you overcome that when you when there was a point where you didn't see much results or you know if you could share meditation <laughs> nice big meditation i love it I think mindset, yeah, honestly, it um, it wasn't easy because I started, uh, the idea of Masala Collective came up in 2019, um, but I officially started in 2021, but believe it or not, it's only from later part of last year, late 2022, and this year, especially when my business really picked up, um, it was difficult, to be honest, because you I many a time I ask myself, am I doing the right thing? Should I just continue teaching and let go of this? Um, but having that one client like Chantel, it was motivating for me. And then I had another client for, uh, who's my fitness coach. She became a client and hearing her words of um, like, you know, praise saying that, hey, you know what? I really like your work. I think that kept me going and giving me the confidence that um, eventually I think people will um, be in alignment with me. 
but also what I did and something I never did before is I started putting myself out there more because I'm an introvert by nature. Um, when I'm in front of my classroom teaching my students, I'm an extrovert. I'm like out there. I just love talking to them. They're like my kids and you know, like, but when I started networking with women entrepreneurs, I was very shy, introverted. And I just told myself, you know what? This is not going to work out if I keep being so shy and not speaking up. So I made an effort to actually run a workshop in Singapore when I went back this year. And it was not easy. But from there, opportunities just opened up for me from just that one workshop. So since then, I started putting myself out there and I would recommend that to um, any female business owners as well. You may not see results yet, but don't be disheartened. Just put yourself out there because someday, somewhere, someone will remember you and re like recommend you to somebody else. Yeah, I totally second that. I feel like when we show up, we're planting those seeds. And even if it's uncomfortable, you're still planting those seeds. And I feel like it's okay if we show up awkwardly, if we show up however we are if that is authentic to us i feel people have seen enough polished versions of other people i think they would i mean that's what i see when people are very themselves i'm like oh that's a fresh of you know fresh air like that that is nice to see when people are just being authentically themselves and i follow so many introverted marketers who does marketing in a very different way in a very calm way i'm actually quite tired of seeing people just shouting on camera and going hula <laughs> It's just nice to see someone just talking calmly. Yeah, like the Zen note. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I've seen like, you know, George Cow, I love him. I mean, he is like the person for me to be like, marketing for him is almost like meditation. The way he does marketing is just, right? I think just like, so from him, he was introduced to me by a friend. And ever since I came across him, that's when I knew there was something called authentic business. I'm doing business in an authentic way. And then I met you and I see that you're also adopting that kind of um, strategies in your business where we are more soulful, more mindful. And that makes so much sense to me than doing things um, in, in the complete opposite way. Because, you know, when I was first, when I had a first business coach, I was thought about, oh, we need to um, tap on people's fears and... It was just thought in a very weird way. And, and, and straight away, I'm like, even when I was creating those posts in a very fear-mongering way, I'm like, what am I creating? Doesn't It's not something you tell to a friend. So just adding my two cents, it's like, don't create things that you wouldn't even t tell a friend and, you know, your, your loved ones. The people, your audience, they're someone that you adore, you're caring for them. So you should create content in that way, right? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. In fact, you know, my husband has been in the industry for 16 years and he's like a, he was like a hardcore tra like traditional marketer. And when I introduced the concept of mindful marketing, oh, we had like so many arguments, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. But would you believe now he's totally the Zen marketer? No, like <laughs> opposite. He, he meditates, he looks up all these um, mindful marketing coaches, their programs, um, and he's trying to incorporate that into his agency as well. As well. It's a bit hard because the clients are like a little bit of like more alpha male, uh, but he's like trying to bring them into the Z. <laughs> Complete shift because 
here is seeing changes in my clients and seeing that made him actually rethink about the traditional um as in the more aggressive forms of marketing tapping on that fear mongering as you say sometimes it's still there when we come up with marketing campaigns and we have to like you know liaise with each other and i have to like hang on a set that's like going a little bit into aggressive comeback comeback you're, you're like that uh, balance, like, okay, this is getting too much, you need to be more. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I wanted to know, like, what is the vision for future of women in business? And how do you see businesses like, you know, Masala Collective contributing to their empowerment and success? And basically, how can, as a collective, um, people in the marketing spectrum, how can we do better? Well, there's many questions in yeah, one question. Take your time like to break it down. <laughs> can I ask you that, um, how can we improve? Um I think we should actually come together because I recently attended this wonderful networking event um by a group of women entrepreneurs here on the Gold Coast. And I really loved it. It was at the top of the mountain. It had all the uh, it had marketers in there as well as well as people doing other selling other products and services, but they actually ran mini workshops for us in that networking event, and it wasn't like a normal kind of workshop where you just go in and listen to the speaker. It was actually very engaging, hands-on, interactive. There was journaling, there was drawing, um, there was like you know meditation exercises and. All these marketers were specialists in their own area. Someone was an expert in PR. Someone was an um, expert in doing customer persona. And they literally came together to empower women, like business owners, teaching them from scratch in that two-day networking event, you know. And I think as a collective, we should actually conduct more events like that. Because when I went, I was thinking to myself, why are we not doing this in Singapore more? You know, that was the question that kept popping up for me. And I just did, I was thinking we should be doing more of this because most of the clients who are coming to me are actually Singaporean clients. And and I feel they're all asking me the same question and I'm always like channeling them. If someone wants social media, I'm recommending them to someone. You know, if someone wants email marketing help, I'm referring them to someone. But I was thinking to myself, why can't we as a community come often and make networking not just about getting to know each other, but actually have constructive workshops in there where we learn something, work on the business together, hands-on, go home having achieved something. Mm. Oh my God, yeah. It's it's often like networking event is just exchanging your college. Yeah. yeah. You know, doing networking completely wrong. Yeah. The networking thing has kind of become... Um, Maybe a little bit aggressive too. I don't know if that's the right word to use. But... Transactional almost, right? Sorry, sorry. It's almost like transactional. Like we're dead. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, and more and more people are talking about networking. But now I think we need to start thinking about mindful and conscious networking. What happens during the sessions, you know? How can we really benefit from the session in a positive way and go back? Like, uh, two weeks ago, I attended uh, a women's networking group in Brisbane, uh, in the city over here, and at Brisbane Business Hub. 
And then I asked the ladies who were there who organized it, hey, this place looks really nice. And they told me, oh, it's actually free for business owners to come and work from there. And I was like, what? And then every day they have workshops by really um, people like people who have been successful in the fields, different fields, whether that's marketing, research or, you know, to come in and give talks. And the talks are full. People are coming, taking away, practicing it and going away, having not only having learned something, but they actually implement something on the spot and they go away. Mm-hmm. And I think actually start thinking about now, not just have any networking event with just food, make sure that they can, they do something for their business there and then, then they leave knowing that they have done something for their, yeah. yeah. It's like when I did a website design workshop in Singapore, I went through the structure. I made the women entrepreneurs build their websites with me while I was there. So when they left, they actually already had a website with them. So I think that's why we should be focusing on if you're going to have networking events, have constructive constructive workshops. I think I'm also hearing from you is like giving that hands-on experience, not just knowledge and like, you know, me speaking and having yeah. a round table and just talking and talking. Exactly. I think, yeah, maybe it's the teacher in me. I don't know that it's like, you know, because when I teach my students, it's hands-on, you know, you, you do your working class. I actually try not to let them go home and do their assessments. I split them up over the, the period of 12 weeks and they have to do certain section in front of me in class. And that way I find that they score do a lot better, exceptionally better because they've got me there to ask questions and they're working there with their group mates. They can bounce off ideas. That's what we need because entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey because we are all doing it on our own. But if we if we make an effort to build a collective, we don't just come there, like what you say, not just a roundtable discussion. We really get hands-on and work together, bounce ideas off each other, check each other's work. You're actually achieving something. You're moving forward. Yeah. And it also like gives the like the audience who came to learn, they can also have a snippet of the marketers or the coaches' style of teaching. And what's yeah. the progress? It's like a win-win situation, right? If they want like yeah. a longer form of guidance, they can always can. Yeah. Like I, I, I do teach corporate communications at uni, but I don't have industry experience. It's a course that I teach. So I actually met a public relations expert at the networking event and she gave such incredible tips on how to approach media outlets and and she gave insider tips that I wouldn't have otherwise known. And she taught us how to structure uh, a press release, for instance. And I found that so beneficial, you know. And we had a bit of a try too, like coming up with ideas. And that's what I think we need, you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That is really, really important. So we're counting. We came to the end of the podcast. It's really fast. How 30 minutes just goes by just like talking about a few things. But to end, you know, like if anyone wants to work with you and, you know, have adopt mindful marketing in their journey, how do they, you know, get to you? And how is the process of working with you from the start, if you could say? Um, so they can actually go to my website, masalacollective.com and they can book a free discovery call 
And during the discovery call, we'll see whether their values and my values are aligned. And if they like my style, I usually do like a mini guided meditation with them to do a bit of, I always do an unpacking of their brand values. And from there, they can get an idea whether it's I'm the right person for them or not. And if I am, then they can book in a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session. Um, but now I'm actually offering a special um, package where I actually work through with them all the way from their soul discovery, soul purpose discovery, work through their soul purpose, make sure it's aligned with their business version, get down to the nitty-gritty details of the customer persona, and then we will do some validation. We will research on whether what they are offering is in line with what their target customer wants. And then eventually we will tailor the uh, marketing strategies for them. So it's something that I'm actually going to be offering from July. Um, and it's for $495 um, Singapore dollars. Oh, that sounds perfect. Is there like a time frame? Like, is it like a few months or how is this possible? Uh, probably one, within a month, they may have to use it. So it's for three hours, a three hour session for 495 um, and they can either you know have split it up one hour each week one and a half hour one and a half hours I, that's what I probably recommend but I feel like and this is from my own you know research and all that I find that it's I have to really start from scratch with the entrepreneurs and bring them all the way so I'm actually offering this as like a special thing at the moment and if they're interested they can just contact me directly via the website Awesome. I'll leave all the details in the show notes and wherever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can easily click and go to Dr. Lalita's page. And thank you so much for saying yes to this and sitting down with me for your busy schedule. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.